So a Christian is not a superstitious believer. A Christian is a believer who receives the witness of the Spirit, who is actually sure of what is preaching the word is good. But you see, you can preach it in a wrong place. You can do what is good at a wrong time. You can do what is good in a wrong place. Don't live your life based on whether this thing is good or bad. You must live your life based on the leading of the Spirit. His nature, the things to know about God. Number one is his nature. And then number two is his will. Now, if you remember, number two is his will. Um, you know, in Daniel chapter 11, verse, Daniel chapter 11, verse 32b, he said, and those who do know their God, they shall be strong and carry out great exploits. So two things are very important. You know, the word knowing there is to those who have experiences of God. Those who know God. You know, it's not just head knowledge. You know God by experience. Just like the spirit that was cast out. You know the spirit that dealt with the seven sons of Scapers. He said, Paul I know. Jesus I know. Who are you? So the word know there of the Paul is that Paul has been very troublesome against our kingdom. By experience, by our experience on the earth, we have come across somebody by the name Paul who has made us to suffer. Do you get what I'm saying? That's the word no. Not that they read about Paul in a book, but they had encounter with Paul. So they said, Paul, I know. So when he says, Paul, I know, he's referring to his experience with Paul. Jesus, I know. I mean, the two know is different. That of Jesus is, is this is someone who nailed who exposed us completely, who by the grace and the power uh, Paul was able to write upon, you know, um, that grace and his power to deal with them. So it's, it's more or less like, this is, this is it's, it's like me, meeting a student who is very bright, and then you are talking about that student and said, this student I know, and then it's, you talked about the student teacher. I said, he's teacher, I know. So there's a difference between the two. So let's say you're Mr. Ignorance and you meet a student. I said, this student is very bright. I know him. And then even his teacher, I know him. That's what the devil was referring to there. That the actual power of God on earth, I know him. And then the one who explored the power, I know him too. You get it? So... Is, is experiential. So when Bible says that, and those who do know their God, they shall be strong. Number one thing you can trace to them is that they have spiritual stamina. It takes strength to birth that which you are pregnant of in God by the Spirit. It takes strength to birth, you see. It takes strength to push into reality, that which God has blessed you with in the realm of the spirit. It takes strength. And now the second thing is that he says it's not only strength or spiritual stamina that will be traced to them. What's the use of strength when there is no delivery? 
He said, the exploits will follow. They will do wonderfully well. They will be super successful, prosperous. So, he says, by that experiential knowledge. Now, we know that there is no experiential knowledge until we start designing spiritually the things of God. You see? Until we start designing. Now, I like what Jesus Christ says in Matthew 7, 24 to 27. He said, either hears what I say and do them. It's likened to a man who built his house on, on the rock, if you remember. And he said, there will be storm, there will be winds, and when in the wind rage and then all kinds of storm comes against the house, it will still be standing. So that means nobody built to last without building on what God has said. I mean, we must understand from the standpoint of the scripture that Jesus, heaven, God, Holy Spirit, only guarantee that is whatever we tell you that can last. Are you getting what I'm saying? They don't guarantee any other thing. They say that. Jesus said, if you listen to what I say, and you do them, you are like a man who builds his house on the rock. Is that clear? So it means that in designing spiritual truths, we will design to be corrected, we will design to be instructed, we will design, all right, for our mind to be renovated. You know, he said the, the scriptures, all scriptures are written, you know, and all that for our correction, doctrine, reproof, and instruction, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly furnished unto good works for exploits. You see that now. So we must design. And in designing, we must know that we are designing his voice, we are designing his move, we are designing him, not just in events. I mean, there are, God can manifest in different ways. I've always said that he manifests in simple things. You must be able to design it. Design his voice so that we can build to last, so that we can command exploits. And then I remember I mentioned four reasons why we need to design deeper intimacy with God. Second one is victorious living. The third one is prosperous living. There's a difference between victorious and prosperous living. <laughs> so the last one is for us to fulfill our purpose and ministry in life. He says, say to Archippus, take it that he fulfills his ministry. Take it. Look at that word. Take it. The word take it there means be careful so that you can fulfill your ministry. Be careful. Now, there's no how you can be careful just based on earthly literatures, but you have to be extremely sensitive to what the heaven or to what God is, is telling you, the real owner, the true owner of ministry. He owns our lives. He owns everything we have come here to achieve. So we need him at every juncture of our life to direct us. Now, two things I will quickly share with you. I will first discuss with you levels of discernment. 
And then I will now tell you how to make room to spiritually design. It's, it's, it's not enough to, to just know levels of discernment. We need to know it from the standpoint of the scripture. And don't forget that there's no revelation everybody has that is of a private interpretation. Everything must be within the jurisdiction of the scripture. So as people walk with God to design him, you will not live your life based on trial by error if you can design him. Sometimes God allows certain events to come up in our life or to take place around us or in our lives in order for us to give him our attention. But most of the time, we try to use our mind because to an extent our mind is reformed or informed to solve problems or challenges or situations that we find ourselves. So whereas if you pray or if you see certain movement around your life, you should know that there's something that probably you are not doing or there's something you are yet to know or God is calling your attention to something. Are you getting what I'm saying? It's amazing. I mean, just, God just brought that picture into my mind now. It's amazing how David found himself in trouble, impregnated a woman, killed her husband, and then was still praying that the son should live. Praise God. <laughs> because the son became very sick. So the people who really serve God, even regardless of your mistake, you seek him in that situation. You seek him. What devil wants to push you into by causing you to make mistakes is to get to a point to give up on God and yourself. But if you are still seeking him in your mistake, there is serious hope. You know, you can still be thirsty while you are, while you are wrong. You've made wrong decisions. It's not about just sinning alone. You could have made wrong decisions in business. You lose money. You lose this. You lose friendship. You lose relationship. You're like, people don't want to hear you. And you are still seeking God there. What devil wants to achieve is to take you off the fellowship of the brethren is to take you off listening to God's word to set up a kind of drought in your spirit and cut you off from having this um, um, next desire for the things of the spirit. A man should start thinking that something is seriously wrong with him or her if the desire for things of the spirit begins to reduce. But once those desires are still there, there's hope that you can always come back to God. Praise God. So you see. So let's first look at the levels of discernment. Now, this came to me by the Spirit, and I have to search the scripture. And then, uh, if you look at Acts chapter 10, verse 1 to 4, let's start with a man who was religious. A man was religious, was not born again, he was devoted. Look at it. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius. A centurion of worth was called the Italian Regiment. So you know this man was not a Jew. Bible says a devout man and one who feared God. With all his household who gave arms generously to the people. When we're talking about how to make room, giving hams is one of it. <laughs> so just take note now when I get there. Who gave hams generously to the people and prayed to God how many times? Always. But you see, he was praying to God, he didn't know. 
Because if he knew God, there wouldn't have been opportunity or there wouldn't have been any reason or any or let's say any reason for for God to now you know tell him to send for Peter. You remember the story. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. Now I want us to understand something from this place. Religious people has hope. Are you getting what I'm saying? Religious people have what? Hope. Now, they don't just only have hope. Do you know they have a counter? So I'm just reading to you now. Somebody will have an encounter. You might think you are knowledgeable or you are more knowledgeable or you are more advanced when it comes to spiritual things than your parents, than some other people who you already termed religious, but it will shock you that the way God responds to them in prayer, you might not even be getting express answers like that. Because look at it. Bible, look at what Bible says. It says, give arms generously. He fear God. He pray to God always. You that know God, you are not doing that always. Look at it. So there is a track record of consistency. So it got to a point. Everyone knew that this must be a very worthy investment. If we come into this life, it will be a wonderful investment. So about the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in the vision. Can you see that? An angel of the Lord coming in and saying to him, Cornelius. Yes? And when he, had, he observed him, he was afraid and said, What is this? What is it, Lord? So he said to him, Your prayer. So he knew the ones that were talking to him in the vision is different. So he said to him, Your prayers and your hands have come up for a memorial before God. So you know the rest of the story. Two things came to God in memorial. What are the things? Prayers and what? Arms. The giving. So you know that when you give on the earth, heaven receives it. And when you pray on the earth, heaven also what? Receive it. Has come as a memorial before God. Now, so the fourth thing I'm going to talk about is open vision. Open visions, the ones that happens by prayer, consistent prayer and fasting and almsgiving. Consistent prayers and fasting and almsgiving. Now you can look at this almsgiving as giving to the poor. Open vision. This is a dimension of an encounter which I see to be direct encounter. So look at verse 5. Verse 5. Now send men to Joppa and send for Simon, whose surname is Peter. So somebody is already in God who knew God, who has been given the assignment of reflecting and preaching God. So the angels are not allowed to preach Christ. The angels will not have to do the job that you will do. They won't go and do so winning. But while you go to do so winning, they can help men to be born again. Are you getting what I'm saying? We can pray. The angels prepare their hearts, but we will still preach. Praise God. We can pray. The angels prepare their hearts, prepare their heads for us to come and lay hands, but the angel will not lay hands. I hope they get that. So everybody have their own jurisdictions and their assignments. It's clear. So he said, send men to 
This is the surname of the person you are going to look. The surname is Peter. Yes? And then he says, he is lodging with Simon, a tanner, detailed, a counter. A religious man. And why I'm starting with this is if a religious man, a devout man, can have this kind of a counter, how much more someone who is already inside in Christ. Glory to God. So you can have a vision. It doesn't have to be physical. You can have a vision. You can have a consistent prayer track and you have a vision afterwards, especially concerning a particular matter. So he's lodging with Simon, a tanner whose house is by the sea. Can you see the detail? Whose house is by the sea? Now, this, this, this show is like lodging in Lekki, you know, Vihai and all that, not, not Yaba, not um, Ogutu. Are you getting on? So he said, whose house is by the sea? Now, there's something for the ministers of God in this place. So we'll talk about that later. He will tell you what you must do. And then we'll get back. So there is what must be done whenever there is, a, there is an encounter such as this. If you are still here, can you say amen? amen? Number two level. Level two. Level two. Now, this is for people who have heard about God. We can say, well, they are on their way to be born again. Or they were yet to be spirit-filled because Christ already resurrected at this level. You remember the case at Luke chapter 24, verse 13 to 32. Because of time, I just want us to read. Because of time, I I will just paraphrase, you know. And then the person on the um, uh, uh, word projection people can just follow as I try to paraphrase. So these two guys were on their way to Himalayas. And then, you know, I found out that, you know, just, I saw an article and the article just mentioned something in passing. And I thought about it really. When Jesus was going, what did he tell them? He said they should stay at Jerusalem, right? And pray, Abbe. And so you'd be wondering what they were going on their way to emails. But this is to show you that even when you are going astray, Christ is still with you. So Jesus caught up with them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Jesus caught up with them. And then he started talking to them. That, Why are you guys downcast? Why are you? Do you get what I'm saying? And you see, for you to know, they didn't even pray to invite him. I'm trying to show you certain things. You know Cornelius prayed. They didn't pray to invite him. He told them to go somewhere to pray. To be in Jerusalem. They didn't pray. They were on their way out. Probably they couldn't cope with what is going on, the news and everything about. So they, they left. They were relocating from Jerusalem. Even on their way, whether to London, to, to US, or to Ghana, Australia, God was still communicating, caught up with them. I just said, okay, why are you downcast? Why are you? Because the matter that was happening to you in Jerusalem that made you downcast is still with you while you are going out of Jerusalem. That's what we always tell people. You are still the same person who is leaving the country to wherever you are going. But it will be good if Christ is with you there. And then they, they even accused him that, are you, are you not current? Are you not aware? They were taking to Jesus Christ. Are you not? <laughs> the, you know, they didn't know it was him. And then that Christ was to do this and blah, blah, blah. And then the Christ, Bible says Christ now started to, oh foolish, 
of slow of heart to believe all that has been written by prophets and uh, you know and then he started bible says he expanded the scripture about himself right from the look at what it says right from maybe from the law and who was a prophet mighty and uh, i've gone past this so that's why i don't have to look at this so then the bible says he started talking to them from from you know the books sharing about himself So, but they got to a point, after I was done with them, they got to where they were going, and then he wanted to go, they constrained him. Have you ever want to, wanted to stay behind with people and then fellowship with them, or you want to really spend more time with them, and then, and then you are like, let me be going, let me even see whether... So they constrained him. Do you think Christ really wanted to go? Praise God. <laughs> he wanted them to know something. But thank God for their hospitality and generosity too. Are you getting what I'm saying? Alright? So, you could see hospitality there again, giving. That sometimes it's impossible for believers to be spiritually sensitive to design certain things if they are not givers. So, they, they made him so, they gave him, they, were, they attended to him, they were hospitable to him, and then he stayed with them, and then he broke bread with them, and their eyes opened and Bible says he vanished. So they knew it was Christ. Look at what they said when they, when they saw that it was Christ. He vanished from their side. Verse 32. And they said to one another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road? Now, the second one is what I call a burning heart. A burning heart which eventually led to an open eyes. Are you getting what I'm saying? A burning heart. Now, sometimes in our context now, it's not Christ that is coming to walk with you, to cause the burning heart. It might be why you are listening to a message. You must discern. Are you getting what I'm saying? It might be why you are listening to a tape. There's no tape like before again. You are listening to a message Maybe in your house. A burning heart. You might be in discussion with some fellowship brethren. Alright? And you are having a burning heart concerning the issue. What does it mean to have a burning heart? It's, it's like your mind, you, as, as you, you are perceiving differently as you are listening. Something is going on on your mind. Like you should do something immediately. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Your mind is so, you are sensitive, super sensitive to the message in such a way that you, you, you it, there's no clarity yet. All right? The only issue I have is, I hope they are hearing me online. That's the, that's the only problem. So, there's no clarity yet. All right? But, your mind, you, you could feel the effect of what you are hearing. Do you get what I'm saying? You could feel the effect of what you are hearing. Now, listen to me. Like, I don't know whether this happened on Sunday to someone or this is happening right now. There's, some, there's somebody that felt like he has lost a lot. That if he had ate this earlier, are you getting what I'm saying? He will not have lost certain things that he, had, he lost. 
Do you get what I'm And I pray for that person that whatever you have lost is restored in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That is, that is sometimes you don't have clarity yet, but you can see the message, you know, causing certain things in your mind. It's having certain impression on your mind. And this is not, this is not as a result of how sound the teacher is, is the power in the message that is making that work. Do you get what I'm saying? Is the power. Sometimes when you, when, you, when, you, when you hear what some people whose message have very strong impression on your mind or your spirit, it's not because they sound very deep. It's because the impact of what they are saying on your mind. The impact. So the king of kings couldn't be talking and their heart would not be burning. Are you getting So the king... If you are enjoying internet people, I will, these people can hear me. I'll just switch it off. That's what I used to do before. Huh? Let me keep to my maturity. And they said to one another, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? Now listen to me. You know, opening the scriptures and him talking to them you know, it's the same thing. He's the living word. He now started sharing the word with them. So whoever is sharing God's word, there should be at least a burning heart coming from your message. So look at what happened next. So they rose up, saying the Lord is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. Yes? No, go back to 33. So they rose up. That's that very hour. So you know, eventually vanished from them. You know, they constrained Jesus that he was late, right? That he shouldn't go further. That they will take care of him. Do you, know, do you get what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, now, it's like somebody you left, let's say somebody you left somewhere like, like Ibado. And you came. Lagos. So on entering Ojota, Jesus Christ walked into Ojota with you, shared all that around 11 p.m. All right? And then you accommodated Jesus is vanished. So the person they were telling it was late. I mean, the first time God opened my eyes to see something here is that you make crazy decisions. You take crazy steps that does not that does not accommodate the normal, rational way of thinking when you really design or meet with the Lord or encounter God. That's why you look like a foolish or a stupid or a mad person when you make those kind of decisions. So you can imagine somebody turning back and say, I saw the Lord. He's going back to Ibadan at 11 or, 10, 11 or 12 o'clock in the night. He said, I saw the Lord. Won't you be asking, which Lord? What's your problem? Oh God, come and sleep. That's what happened. So they rose that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found the eleven and those who were with them gathered together. Now, the burning half is another level. Though it led to an open eyes, but a burning heart. When your heart is burning concerning a matter, it's high time to seek God for clarification. 
Put out your highest kind of hope. Let me give you another example. Genesis chapter 28, verse 12. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. Go to verse 10. Let's see what led to him dream. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. Yes? So he came to, the, to a place and stayed there all night because the sun had set and he took one of the stones of, what, of that place and put it at his head and he lay down in that place to sleep. Yes? So he dreamed. So he saw heaven and earth connected and the angels ascending and descending. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Yes? Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and the east, to the north and the south. And in you and in all your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Have you noticed that? You know that Jacob was laid end upon. Do you remember? Do you know Jacob was blessed? Do you know God spoke to Abraham? Do you know God spoke to Isaac? Do you know nobody was just laid end upon and he started manifesting the blessings without hearing God for himself? Have you noticed? Uh, God spoke to every one of them. And the way God related with all the three patriarchs were different. I hope you understand that. Uh, he accommodated Abraham going to Egypt because of famine. But he didn't accommodate Isaac leaving Gerah because of famine. Do you get that? Uh-huh. And I hear he's someone who was playing smart concerning the blessing. And ran away from his brother. Do you remember? You know, the, their stories are different. They are so unique. So you don't say because you have received a laying on of hands and you are just expecting blessings to manifest without you designing the voice of God. I hope that is clear. Good. He told Moses, stretch out your rod. He told Joshua, he said, let the priest carry the ark. Let them step into Jordan. Do you know it's dif- different? You know it's too different? Uh, so you don't make that a formula and create a rod that says Jordan. Jordan, Jordan. So when you have done it like three, four times, your sense should tell you that this is not the way. Are you getting what I'm saying? You have to seek God sometimes when things are not working in order to be able to design which way we should go. I'm sure if Moses was still alive with them and they were going into Jordan, he would have sought God and not relied on his rod. Praise the Lord. If I can share some things with you. Do you know, Moses threw down his rod when he met with God. He turned to snake. Do you remember? Do you know when he got to Pharaoh? It wasn't his rod that was thrown down. Do you know it wasn't his rod? He had to still listen to God in the midst of that heat that Pharaoh was going to give them. So he could have been used to his own. Do you get what I'm saying? Because it was his own that, that turned to snake. I mean, he's so quick to adopt people's formula or to reuse what you have used do you get what I'm saying? But you see, in it, if you can still design, you remember that you know that the way God functions is always in a unique way. So he told Aaron to drop his own. 
I was even thinking that when they drop his own and turn to snake, and those guys too drop their home, I was thinking God would not say, hey, so now drop your home. Your own is a bigger rod. Do you understand? Your own is a super rod. After all, it was your rod I caught. You are your rod. Are you getting You are that encounter. So now you drop your own, and his own will now swallow every positive rod and now vomit Aaron's rod for Aaron. Are you getting, Just imagine all kinds of stuff. But you see, God still kept the Aaron's rod, and then he swallowed. Do you get what I'm saying? Now, there's, there are things that you learn. When you listen to God's word, he can tell you, as you are going to set up this company, there will also be other companies. But yours will swallow. There is no competition. For one who can design the voice of God. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are contesting with you, competing with you on your husband. Or you swallow. Are you getting what I'm saying? There is no, our world is now becoming dangerous. There is no way, there is nothing that is now not happening on the earth again. So he saw, but I want you to see his reaction. Yes, go to the next. Behold, I am with you, and we keep you wherever you go. Look at the detail of what God is telling him. Look at the detail. Look at the detail. And you know, Bible says, Abraham will teach his children's children. Do you remember? So he will have been taught. He wasn't even relying on what has been documented for him to be taught. God met with him too, personally. I hope that is clear. Teachings are fantastic. They are to guide you to hear the voice. To design him. Most times when people want to listen to mentors or people that have gone ahead of them, whether in business, ministry, or whatever, they want to hear a formula that they can easily apply and then they can blow. But they don't know that for everybody's journey on life, on earth, there is uniqueness. You see, to the extent that some people do like some other people, dress like some people, do, they think it's by mustache, they think it's by suit, they think it's by a kind of haircut, they think it's, do you understand, that they have seen in the life of their mentors or fathers or whatever, or people that have gone, role models have gone ahead of them, they don't know it's not by speaking like that, it's not by having that same haircut, it's not by keeping mustache, it's not by, do you get what I'm saying? It's not by keeping beard, it's not by, there's something invisible. There are words that have been communicated in a private place, a secret place, which is only known to them. That is, by following that statement and instruction, that brought them to where they are. Go to the next verse. So God gave detail here. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. Can you see that? I mean, I like this response because... God is in so many places and you don't know it. God has come to you disguising in so many human beings and you don't sense it. May God cause our eyes to be open and our, our spirits to be sensitive in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And the reason is because we see a lot of junks, we are exposed to a lot of virtual stuff, a lot of things bombard and try to make our receptive ability, you know, um, not powerful as it ought to be. But we have to be deliberate. How to make room will help us. So then Jacob awoke from his sleep 
I mean, this was a defining moment for Jacob, this encounter. I hope that is clear. So all of us must desire an encounter like this that gives a direct detail, a direct insightful instruction concerning your journey on earth. So you will not be, you know, uh, doing trial by error, shadow boxing, and just rolling everywhere. May God help us in Jesus' name. Level three. So a burning heart and that dream seems like so is Christ. So is Christ. No wonder our heart was born. So the same experience Jacob had. He said, and God was here. I know it not. Don't forget, the Bible says the Lord stood at the end of that ladder and he spoke to him. Do you get that now? Level three. Let's, let's see what's in um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. What's, what's, uh, For the love of Christ compels us. Let's dwell on compels. Because we judged us. If one died for all, then all died. So let's note that. Let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse 14 to 16. There are certain things you want to do, but the love compels. The word compels there means restraints. Do you get what I'm saying? No, okay. For as many that are led by the Spirit of God, these are what? Sons of God. Now, sons of God are people who have been trained to an extent to hear. Now, don't ever think that it's just natural for you to be able to communicate and to interpret whatever anybody communicates to you and understand. It's not natural. It's just that while you were growing up, you pick those things. Do you get what I'm saying? You pick it. If you were raised, but I've said it before, if you were born by Yoruba parents and you were raised by Igbo parents, you'll be speaking Igbo. So it wasn't, your language was not hereditary. It wasn't hereditary. If you were not taught English when you were, being, when you were taught, you, by now you'll be doing, um, what do they call it? Adult education to learn English. And it will be much more difficult. Have you noticed that learning things when people, when people are still very, very young, maybe growing up, you can pick it faster than when you're already... Old. Go and teach adults, and you understand what I'm trying to say. Children pick things faster. Do you get what I'm saying? Because they are not even aware of so many things. It's a state where they are not aware of so many things. It's a state where it doesn't concern them who is the president of a nation, the economic status of a nation. Do you get what I'm saying? Most of the things you are aware of, they are not aware, so they have room for learning. Enough room. And you know the funniest thing is, if you want, a, 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 if you want someone to, to speak by the time he grows up in many languages, while they are growing up, you can actually teach them many languages. Have you met people who can speak seven languages, eight languages, nine languages, ten languages? Yes. So there are some of them that they learn it early while they are growing up. But grown up like this, what's in your mind alone? It takes the Spirit of God to try to inject revelation there. Even revelation being injected is still placing some resistance. And sometimes I try to work on my diction. Uh, shalom, shalom, shalom. I'm just, I mean, I'm, I'm like, 
let's eat and sleep, please. Do you get what I'm saying? What is this here? Because have you noticed that the kids have come back home and they correct your English? Yes. Mommy, it's not like that. Daddy, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's African parents, they never admit they are wrong. And how to really learn is to first admit you are wrong. But African parents, they are always right. They don't admit they are wrong. I've told you a story before between me and my mother. They, I was, she was speaking whole English. I was speaking the current English at that time. It might have changed now. I said, I was just speaking it. I said, you had better done this. She said, no, that's not it. You better. So we were arguing that. Because, I mean, your mother is superior, so I kept quiet. But I was not okay with it. I mean, if it was Gen Z now, they would have gone to social media and started saying, you know, this African mother said. But there was no avenue for us to do that. So we learned to just be humble, but even still he was there. So a visitor came who happens to be a teacher. And then I explained to that why, I first started with why is it that elderly people, they don't like to be wrong. They don't, they don't admit that they are wrong. So he now taught me how to go about things like that. That you don't, you don't, once it's turned into argument, just keep quiet. Let it be at the time where things are, some of us will make mistakes. Somebody is already offended or is already hurting, hungry, you know, concerning what you said that you are still trying to push. Don't need to, nothing can be taught at that time. That is later, you cannot come with proof and all that. I was even telling her that that's old English. This is new English. I mean, we're doing writing, we jam and all those. We know what's up. My mother said, you better. <laughs> even if light must go, must the speaker also slap the people that are listening to the speaker? These are the things that cannot make you learn languages easily. If we are letting ourselves, it will have disappeared. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hey, I know. I know we are alive. They too, they are hearing us. Maybe they can't see picture. <laughs> uh-huh. Praise the Lord. So I said level two is what? Level one is what? Level two is what? A burning earth. So I've not mentioned level three, right? Now, I'm reading Romans chapter 8, verse. We are led by the Spirit of God. These are sons of God. So trained sons. Trained. Meaning that they've been taught to communicate. They've been taught to design. They've been taught to sense. What I'm sharing must be documented. I can't hear myself again. They've been taught, you get, they've been taught. Now, if you go through our teaching meetings, our Sunday services, and they are teaching meetings, they are training meetings. So there must be growth. A child is different from a son. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Good. Now, next verse. So the sons are led, but children sense witnessing in their spirit. So I've moved from, I moved from an open vision for someone who is religious. I've moved to a burning heart. 
Now I'm moving to a child. For you did not for every stage in Christ you can design. That's what I'm trying to share with you. For every stage in Christ you can design. If have you ever seen babies being carried by their mother and they will keep quiet? If you give, if that, that same baby is given to another person, they will start reacting. Even if they close their eyes, they can feel the way their mother's hands or the way their mothers carry them. Are you getting what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So that means at that level too, there is sensitivity. Even if you're a day holding Christ, you can be sensitive. I hope that is clear. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. So by now, you become adopted, so you communicate to the Father. So you know there is a relationship. But let's go to verse 16. He says, the spirit himself bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Praise God. I always say not children of God. We are children of God. It's part of the things I learned. Praise God. Not children of God. We are children of God. We are a child of God. Not child. No. Stop saying that. Children of God. Ch- 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 children of God. <laughs> oh God, I remember oral English. T. That. that ch- 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 ah, it's not good. That, that thing should be taught. Do you get what I'm saying? You see, I believe I see. Praise the Lord. Children of God. I remember somebody used to, I mean, one of the people that used to tell me, uh, the pastor, there's each factor. There's this. So that person too now met someone. He said, ah. You don't, you don't communicate well. Ah, this, 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 this. Ah. <laughs> I said, a long way. <laughs> I said, God, God don't catch you too. Maybe you think it's, maybe you don't know it's great humility for an anointed man of God. Eh? An anointed man of God. The more you call your father to be corrected. You don't know it's a great humility. Can you see now? God has caught you too. Eh? One, one. Praise God. (laughs) But you must just have that heart to always want to learn. Mm. So give us that scripture back. It says, the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Look at the next verse. And if children, now, it says the witnessing can lead to you becoming or knowing that you are his. So if he does not bear witness that you are a child of God, so you might not have an understanding of what God has freely given to you. Do you get what I'm saying? So it says, this is witness now. When I say the spirit bears witness, sometimes it bears witness to restrain you. It bears witness to make you comfortable. It bears witness to make you uncomfortable. You will have talked to some people who agreed to a deal and you lost your peace. It's not because your peace is completely lost. You have a temporary spiritual feeling of like feeling on his spiritually is temporary, especially when you respond to that, that feeling. 
If you immediately make amendment, you see that your peace is restored. It's not because your peace lost completely, but your peace was disturbed because of the wrong decision you have made on the outside. Are you getting what I'm saying? So that is how the spirit bear witness with children. I mean, even if you're a child, there is such a thing called spiritual feeling. Spiritual feeling. There are people who are in a wrong relationship, they know it is wrong. They are just trying to get by. They are just trying to patch it. They are just trying to make up for something, hoping that it will be right. Have you ever taken some steps or gone in a direction before that you know that you are not comfortable or you are just risking it? And you are just risking, let's just, let's just push it. Let us, do you understand? So if the thing that lands you in trouble, you say, ah, and I was, do you get what I'm saying? How many of you have experienced something like that before? Now, some people, physically, naturally, they say, if you are going to somewhere and you hit your left leg somewhere on a, on a stone, it means that probably you might not miss, you might not miss the person at home. It used to be like that when there was no phone call, when there was no social media. But now we find out whether the person is at home or not, so you don't need to bother to hit your leg on anything, praise God. Those are superstitions. Are you getting what I'm saying? So a Christian is not a superstitious believer. A Christian is a believer who receives the witness of the Spirit, who is actually sure of what he's doing. That's superstition. That if thunder strikes and rain is falling, they try to, you understand, read the stars, read the weather. Do you know what Jesus Christ told the people who like to read the stars and all that? He said, there is no sign. Don't do me. I mean, all these things you are reading, you, you are just going to, I mean, misinterpret things and you get off track. You can't, you can't, weather can always be the same. I mean, there's climate change right now. Praise God. So what he says, the only sign that will be given is that, that of Jonah. Do you get what I'm saying? Look at what Jesus was talking about. He said the only sign. So you have to look away from weather and see who had come to die, become buried, and then resurrected. Do you get what I'm saying? He said, okay, the sign you'll be giving is events. So why do we see events as an attack? I want you to understand certain things. So there are certain events, there are certain, you know, um, disturbances that can be on the outside, I mean externally now, that can make you temporarily uncomfortable and we are quick to conclude that is an attack. Whereas, God is calling our attention to, to something. Are you getting what I'm saying? So he takes somebody who is a child and he understands the witness of the spirit, the witnessing of the spirit. Everybody has a spiritual feeling. I mean, if you have a day-old baby, she was born with feeling. Are you getting what I'm saying? If you want to doubt it, that's why they cry. Because where they were coming from suddenly changed. Not because, ah, <clears throat> she has been born into this crooked and perverse world. She doesn't even know anything about crooked and perverse world yet. But there was a difference from being in the womb and now outside, and they started crying. So that's, that's to show that they have feelings. Are you getting what I'm saying? 
So if you are born again, truly, and you're a child of God, you should have spiritual feeling. When something is going wrong, you should pick it. I don't know if I get what I'm saying. When you're moving in the wrong direction, you should pick it. When the wrong person comes to you, you should pick it. Even if you're a spiritual baby and you are old enough physically to get married, if somebody comes your way to ask you how to, or to... That thing, they always say ask out. I mean, I never ask asking. I've always... There are some things that people say. I try to probe. I mean, don't mind me. Just a second. So let's get back to... To ask your hands in marriage, all right? And then... You are like, okay, all right. You ain't even giving room to feel anything. In a way, the Holy Spirit should raise alarm in your spirit and make you feel comfortable or uncomfortable. Do you get what I'm saying? Sometimes you don't need to even go and pray for 30 days. The Holy Spirit is, it won't allow you to, to go and fast three days for somebody you will not eventually marry. I don't know if I get to what I'm saying. You are saying, okay, I'm calling for 21 days prayer and fasting to confirm whether this person is right. Now, listen to me. If, if you are doing that for everyone that comes, by now you should be a major in the spiritual, in the spiritual army of Christ. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because many people will come and you look beautiful. Beautiful. Praise God. I look handsome. Praise God. So if every girl enters your eyes and you are fasting and praying for every three, four, five, six, seven, eight days, I mean, I mean, see, let me tell you something. You must, there is what to do every day to know what is right or not. That's what I want to share with you as making room. Say, so see, I attended all the interviews. Let's even say it for, for the fun of it. You go for all the interviews. You apply for many jobs. Every Dick and Harry kind of jobs. You apply for it and you attend the interviews. And then, let's say, like 10 of us come. You confuse yourself the more. You know the reason why you confuse yourself the more? is because you did not even choose the one to attend to in the first place. So when the result comes, many results come. And then you now need to begin to now someone that is still of a, a, a heavenly school of thought <laughs> somebody who is still conscious of spirituality is the person that will be trying to find out which one is which one most of the time believers are quick to look at the remunerations believers are quick to look at the benefit the dividends those things are valid those things are wonderful but see let me tell you something some things can be there temporarily you can get the bags of remuneration for a company that is about to be about to collapse for a company that is going bankrupt you can get the best remuneration and then you get in there you didn't spend more than one year and the company go bankrupt and your text your level of living standard of living has been hiked only for you after you are out of job because the company go bankrupt to be poorer wow. than before the interview for the job in the first place. So, but then we say that the part of the job is like a shining light that shines what? Brighter, brighter. So, a believer shouldn't know a better yesterday. Are you getting what I'm saying? Even if you are going to be out of a job, there will be, it's going to be a temporary, do you get what I'm saying? Because God is already making a way of escape from that temporary mess. Do you get what I'm saying? That's how God works. So believers need to be spiritually sensitive. 
And one of the ways to be spiritually sensitive is your spiritual feeling. Somebody say spiritual feeling. Yeah. You see, let me tell you something. Sometimes your spiritual feeling is against your sensual feeling. Okay. I want to confirm now. This is pragmatic and practical. How many of you have felt like a part of you want to go this way and a part of you want to go that way? How many of you have felt that before? There's a part of you that analyzes the guy, analyzes the babe, that this is very good for me. Awesome. Sweet. Porero. Then they say, this other part of you, I say, it's not sweet Porero. It's Irish I'm supposed to go for. There's somebody else on this other side that is, do you get what I'm saying? Because a part of you is denying you what this other part is accepting. A part of you is ringing is raising an alarm of what this other part. Do you get what I'm saying? And now when there's a conflict like that, that's a call for prayer. And that is, that conflict arises in people, listen to me very well, who have not subjected themselves to spiritual exercises. To spiritual, if you ask people who exercise every day, who are athletes, um, what do they call them? The, the athlete, athletes. And then all those people who run up and down, and then, you get it. Now, if you call them to run at any time because they've been doing it every day, they will just run. But you have probably been hitting, I mean, sleeping, and oh, it's just once in a while, you just do exercise. And when you do it, you won't allow us rest. You post how many kilometers, you post this, you won't post. Do you understand? You carry one a full, a full weight and you are now allowing social media, everybody. You're just doing it for show. But those who are doing it for real exercise, Whenever they are called upon, they run. They run like it's usual. Do you know what I'm saying? So most of, and you know Bible says that bodily exercise profits little, but spiritual exercise, godly exercise. That means it profits much. So if you have been doing spiritual exercise, the day you need to make a decision. When it comes, even if this party say, ah, and the guy is good, oh, solid money, solid income, solid connect, solid, do you get what I'm saying? This other side, you just say, shut up. You say, eh? And you open your eyes to see something else. You open your eyes to see something else. You ah, see, the lady that brought glass cup, ah, watch. This one is already telling you. There's already dating three people in his office. This one is, yes, it's immediately will be showing you, you'll be opening your eyes to see things. Because if you are, if you are blindfolded, you can't even look at his pulse. I don't realize that he's having three, he can tap and leave you in Nigeria. He's having three passports. Are you get, and God will just open your eyes to you will, you will be seeing things that will send you. I will send you on your on the run. Are you getting what I'm saying? To run for your life. Because you have been doing spiritual exercise. So it's those who do spiritual exercise that feelings. Spiritual feelings to pick up things work easily for. Actually, everything in designing spiritual exercise will help you. So he said, the spirit bear witness with our spirit. Praise God. Acts chapter 16, verse 6. Acts chapter 16, verse 6. Now when they had gone through Prigia, I mean, who is going? Let's go to verse uh, 4, so that you have a better understanding. Verse 4. And as they went through, I mean, he's talking about Paul. Do you get? 
and his team because of time. Go back to verse 6. Now, when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. They were forbidden. Now, let me tell you something. Preaching the word is good. I be. But you see, you can preach it in a wrong place. You can do what is good at a wrong time. You can do what is good in a wrong place. You can see, believers, don't live your life based on whether this thing is good or bad. You must live your life based on the leading of the Spirit. It won't tell you to do what is bad. Do you get what I'm saying? But it will tell you to do what is good at the right time. Is that clear? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> this is I'm sharing with you. You know that when it was time, Isaac asked for his savory food. Do you understand? If Esau or Jacob had prepared any food before he asked, there won't be blessing. He will eat it and laugh with them and smile. Are you getting what I'm saying? And be okay with them and relax with them. But there was a time he knew the blessing was to come out. I don't know if I get what I'm saying. So he knew he wanted to bless and it was time. Then he asked for his savory food. God is he, he's in timelessness, but he also operates in the realm of time. So you can do it in the wrong way, something that is good, in the wrong place, another. I say he forbids them from. I mean, if there's anything that Jesus has told us to do, is to preach, right? Good. So I'm telling you. So if he forbids people from preaching, would you not, will he not tell you not to go and do master in a particular school? Will he not tell you not to invest in a particular business? Will he not restrict, restrain you or restrict you from taking steps in a particular direction? This is ministry. You do, this is ministry. Doing what he tells you to do is ministry. Doing what he tells you to do, the way he wants you to do it, where he wants you to do it. Are you getting what I'm saying? I can be preaching in England and it's not recorded in heaven. Are you getting what I'm saying? And that doesn't mean that if I'm preaching in England tomorrow, I say, Pastor, <laughs> I don't think it's recorded in heaven. You are not to judge that. You do how things, you get what I'm saying? Now, you see now. He said, for me then to preach in the world in Asia. Yes, next. Time is gone. Let me just finish levels of, levels of um, discernment. Uh, we'll keep it at this. We'll make rooms maybe later. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. I mean, how many times the Holy Spirit has restrained you and did not permit you, you still went? You just felt like maybe some demons are behind your glory. Some demons are trying to block your shine. Or some, some village people are trying to push a feeling that, where else is the Spirit feeling? And I will, see, if I have time to teach about making rooms, I will have helped you to actually know how your feelings, whether your feelings are right or not. There are things to do that once you do those things, you know your feelings are right. After, why is it that when that guy prayed, 
and give alms. Although the Bible says he has been praying consistently. That's when, do you get what I'm saying? The angels appear. Do you know when Peter got to his house, there was no need to do long service. Bible says why Peter was still speaking. The Holy Spirit. So they've been praying. The ground has been prepared. Most of the time, that's what happens to us. Some of you want to hear God's voice. No preparation. No grand preparation. No. You want to have a spiritual feeling to catch up or to say something, but there's no... You know that it's mixed feeling that you are having. It's mixture of all kinds of things. So there's no clear-cut direction. He said, the Holy Spirit, what did they want to go and do in Bithynia? Is it not to preach the gospel? The Holy Spirit also restricted them. Did not permit them. Next verse. And the Bible says... Next verse. Can you read verse 8 if you can see it? So, passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas. Yes. You can imagine. So, it means that as they want to go into Akure, the Holy Spirit said no. And they continued to go. They got to a war. They wanted to settle down and preach. The Holy Spirit said no. Are you getting what I'm saying? Until they got to Ibilo. Chop food by the roadside. And from there, branch to Akumba. See, now I'm, I'm just telling you that as they were led, you hope to be led in the way you live your life. They got to Akumba and then they were free to preach in Akumba. And then from Akumba, they extended to Supare. Praise God. Some of you don't know Supari. Apologies if you live outside this nation and you are <laughs> Supare is a town. Supare, yeah. It's a town of one of our pastors. Praise God. So, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A vision appeared to Paul. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and Airpods. They know their vision is not a joke. Are you getting what I'm saying? Unlike people just sleeping and uh, you are seeing people panting yam in your village, or you see yourself in your secondary school, or you see yourself back in the days dancing among your mates as a child, you see yourself. Do you get what I'm saying? It's, they are not just having, they don't have accidental vision. Do you get? They don't have, all their visions made sense. Even Peter, that was hungry before he slept. Do you remember? You know, if you are hungry before you sleep, you can, you can have a dream that you are, you are eating in the, in, the, in the night or in the dream. You know you can have that. So God showed him and said, okay, arise, kill, and hit. God is still telling us, even for a believer, if you are hungry and you sleep and you, you see food in your dream, I can still use that to talk to you. To you, dreams are very important. God can lead you through dreams. So a voice came to him, rise, Peter, kill, and hit. It's just that most of the dreams you have these days, there's no responsibility there. They've killed for you. They've prepared the meal. It's just for you to be eating. That's how you know that it's demon. Because God will always give you responsibility. Are you getting what I'm saying? God will always give you what? Responsibility. Even if you have eaten what has been prepared for you, you said that preparing the table before me in the presence of my enemy. Glory to God, my cup runneth over. Lord, I had that food in that dream, and I'm going to step down with the cool, cold, 
water right now as I woke up. It's neutralized. No demon, no devil, no power can have any right over my life. In Jesus' mighty name, and he just said amen. amen. You continue with your normal life. Amen. So you see. So the third level, I call it spiritual feeling or witness or witnessing of the spirit. Sometimes we refer to it as a deep-seated peace in our heart. See, let me tell you something. This thing is not what you can control. You know you can control your natural feeling. You know you can control your emotional feeling. Do you know how people sometimes control their emotional feeling? For example, if you are feeling sad or something, they can go and drink alcohol. If they are, you, you know, there's a way they can suspe- temporarily suspend their mind. Or they can go for a ceremony if they are feeling bored. You know, there are people who feel bored and then they connect with their friends. And then before you know it, somebody is racking jokes and then they are, ah, they've forgotten the bottom. Do you get what I'm saying? This one, there's no way you can play it out. There's no way you can, you can alter it. It's just there permanently. Ah, that's, that's, it's like you are just, it's the spiritual feeling of unease. It's, it's there permanently. You, lo- you lost your peace, you lost it because it was a spiritual feeling. Do you get what I'm saying? God is the one using it to get your attention. And you're supposed to recognize and connect that something is wrong. To a believer, things don't just happen. For example, let me tell you, my dad went to be with the Lord around 5.30 p.m. January 5, 2019. I was listening at Wavbeck. I was in front, front, front. The pastor is by my side like this. Front, front, Cindy Trim was speaking. I suddenly started seeing missed calls. You know, before that time, around 2 p.m., it wasn't because I heard anything from the hospital or anything. Ah, for the first time, I told a friend. I said, you need to join me in prayer for my dad. Around 2 p.m., I felt so uneasy. I didn't know anything was... I mean, the people that were with him, they were even thinking he was recovering. They were supposed to go for some surgery, some text, some complex, costly test. Ah, I said, this man is a good man. He didn't allow them to go for the complex test. He didn't allow them. And you know doctors, even when somebody is dying like this, they know the chances is 1%. They will still be collecting. And it was terrible when we had them last suit for our beloved. They were still doing text for somebody who was, who they knew. I mean, somebody, they, 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 a, a consultant who happens to be my associate, you know, before, I don't know where he has been now. And then he called me. He called the, the, the IEK house there in last suit. Call the, um, um, the person in charge, the, 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 all this ICU, the presiding doctor in the ICU, and spoke heart to heart like professionals today and discussed chances of this person's living. And the, the doctor now called me up to me and she said, Pastor, Pastor, there are things they can't tell you people in that hospital. It's like one day to the, to the final departure of that uh, beloved. Uh, one, two days. You know what the doctor told me? He said the person has, out of 10, 2% chances. 
1% chances. He said, as a matter of fact, you know, you know, this is when they're talking professionally, they don't even, they said, they are considering putting her on machine now. They are considering putting her on machine now. But you see, on ground, uh -huh, there's this test. There's this, ah, I'm going to, why are they acting like that? Is it that they are open or they have faith? Because their bosses told me. But as, I mean, they know that as a spiritual man who is more matured, I could receive that thing and then I can do whatever I can do that is only miracle. And that's what they were telling me. He said, it's only miracle. I mean, things like that you never hear from me. Even if uh, wife, children, nobody around me will know anything. Anything. So I was praying. So, people around my dad, they said he, he was recovering, he was laughing with everybody, not knowing that he was bidding them farewell. <laughs> when he was to go, he said, and he said, ah, I just left. Ah. That week, I said, go to the hospital on Monday or Tuesday. He said, I'm not going until Friday. I said, why? We are, you are considering that. He said, this thing is, you know, coming back, there's pain, more, more pain and all that. They go to the hospital. Prayed with him, gave him confession of faith and all that. He said, I'm not going on the Friday. I mean, it was as if he was going there to die. When you get to heaven, we'll call for meetings. So, how did you die? You deceived your people on earth before you came here. How many of you have seen, you have noticed something like that before? That people that were going to die, it's like they knew and they packed. They were preparing themselves. They knew. And then they said that everything was, it was as if he has recovered. And doctor will still say, you see, there's this test, it's 180,000, there's this test, and it's no more small test, see, 200,000, 150,000, 300,000, 400,000. And the funny thing is that if, you don't, if they did all those tests and the person is dead, they will still ask you to pay before you carry the cops. Terrible. So you just feel, I felt it that 2 p.m. I felt it. I didn't see any vision. I, did, I just felt. There's a way you can just have that spiritual feeling. Sometimes God uses that spiritual feeling because sometimes when you receive it like that, you start praying. Then God brings that knowing. Do you understand? That pray for your child. It might be that something is about to happen and then you pray, you rescue the child. Everybody in the class has chicken pots, only your child does not. Because you sensed it. The Holy Spirit. Do you get what I'm saying? Let's be spiritual. Let's be, our world is spiritual. Wickedness, terrible things are happening in the world. Well, let me just give you the last two. Probably if I have the opportunity. That's hearing God's voice. Hmm. Level four is hearing God's voice. Level five is seen by the Spirit. Level four is hearing God's voice. Level five is seen by the Spirit. I will continue as time is seriously gone. I hope you are blessed.